Welcome, everybody, to the Ville House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? What up? I'm still not a fan that you're throwing my middle name out there for people to just Google my whole life. It's on your Facebook page. Not everybody's on my Facebook page, fool. Well, well. The more you know. <laughs> what you wearing? Oh, you know, Jamas. <laughs> okay. All right. So, this week, right now, uh, today is... September 12th. The 12th. So, yesterday was the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It was pretty cool. We, What did we do? Oh, we went out to the track on base and took the Air Force PT test. And they had the flag running around the track the entire time. And it was pretty cool because the kids were asking about it. So, we got to tell them about, like, what it meant and all that. Yeah. Uh, So, it was a 9-11 memorial run. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it's just a constant to. movement of the flag for 24 hours in memoriam of 9-11. Yeah. Uh, so it got me thinking. Uh, I thought that we would talk about, like, where you were at whenever 9-11 happened. Okay. Uh, but before we get into that, it was funny because you brought up, uh, it, was it in class? How you asked your students how many of you were born? Yep. Yeah, so the class... Um, well, this weekend, so for those of you who aren't in the military, um, on Fridays, we'll typically give our students like a safety briefing type deal. Like, hey, don't do anything dumb this weekend. Like, don't drink and drive. Have a plan. All the like standard be safe things. Yeah, it's just a safety um, brief. And with it being 9-11, I added that into the safety brief of like, hey, you know, um, there's going to be a lot going on in town. So if you find yourself out at one of these events, just be cognizant of your surroundings, you know. Don't wear any. Don't wear your uniform if you're going to be in crowds. Just the standard things. And then it just made me think, like, it's the 20th anniversary, and a lot of the students in my class are young. So I asked them, like, how many of you guys were alive when 9-11 happened? And the only person was their class leader, who is a tech sergeant, and all the airmen um, were not alive when 9-11 happened. So out of a class of 11 people, one person was alive when 9-11 happened. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. And then even some of the younger people, like even some of the younger people that we work with, they were like in diapers. Yeah. They yeah. were young or they were they were toddlers whenever 9-11 happened. So some of them don't don't remember it. Uh. Yeah. It's I mean, I was young, like I was a kid when it happened, but I remember it like very vividly. Um, it it does. It is weird to me. Um that people learned about it like in history books that yeah. it's not just an event that they're aware of but it's like the only knowledge they have out of this instance in time that literally changed our country is what they read about in history books in in grade school yeah 9-11 to them uh well i mean that was a terrorist attack on the united states but and everything that came after it uh like uh going into Afghanistan and then Iraq shortly thereafter. It's, uh, yeah, it's all in the history books, but the youngsters, I guess, today see it like the way we see, or at least the way I see, I'm 37, the way I see Desert Storm. Like, I was alive when it was happening, but I don't remember much of it. I didn't, back then, I didn't know what was going on or, you know, what was the big deal, but it, it was happening or it happened. 
while I was a little kid. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the same. Like, it's just, uh, it's crazy to me that, because a big part of the reason I joined the military, well, one, of course, like we've talked about this before, but one was just to, like, get out of my hometown, but another one was some semblance of patriotism from, like, just in general what's happening, what was happening in the world. Um, but now, like, the airmen who are joining, their reasons are so different just because they don't, they can't relate to 9-11. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing, uh, yeah, it's, like, not personal to them. And yeah. w- when I joined, I didn't, like, have this patriotic duty to, to serve or anything like that. That that came after I was already in the military and, yeah. and I realized what it meant. Um all I knew was like like you. I just needed something to uh, to move towards, or um, like I needed better better direction, and I felt the military was going to give me that. And then uh, I just wanted to fight, so that's why I was going to join the army. And then the Air Force recruiter talked to me. I thought I was going to be James Bond, and I thought that would be more <laughs> awesome. Um, ended up not happening that way. But yeah, so those are the only two things I knew. Like I needed something better. And I wanted to fight. Um, and then the patri- patriotism came after that. But 9-11, uh, like, it took a toll on everybody. Yeah. Yeah, especially those that were, like, personally affected by it. Um, so there's an attachment there. And, and it means a lot more to us than those that, that remember it than those that only read about it in the history yeah. books or um yeah it's just a part of history to them it's not something that happened in their lifetime i kind of like obviously it's very different and in no way am i trying to like match these side by sides but it's kind of how i feel when i read about like the cobar towers you know like i know it was a deadly attack a lot of people died it was like very bad but i can't uh put emotion to it i guess it's just like an event in time that happened and I've like learned about it since being in the military. Yeah. But in like nine eleven, when people talk about it, I can like imagine myself where I was at, what I was doing when it happened and like the events that followed thereafter. Yeah. It was a, it was a crazy time. You want to go first on where you were at? Um, I can. Whenever it happened. Yeah. Hold on. I want to like see. what you remember from it. Yeah. I wanted to see, because I can't, it was 2001, hold on, I'm scrolling through my phone, guys, I'm not, like, putting y'all on, read, yeah, so it happened on a Tuesday, that's what I was trying to see, uh, it was on a Tuesday, I was in seventh grade, seventh grade science class, Miss Franklin was my teacher, um, I don't remember all of the, like, logistics behind everything that was happening right or like the people who were in my class I don't I remember like short memories um but I was in seventh grade science class DeKalb County Middle School Miss Franklin was my teacher um and the secretary came through and pretty much told all the teachers like stop teaching come out in the hallway so all the teachers stopped teaching and went out in the hallway and then they came back in. They said, okay, we're done with class for the day. We're just going to watch the news. So the news went on. And I'm talking, like, we had, like, box TVs on those stands that were, like, <laughs> like drilled in from the bottom in the corner of your classroom, you know. Like, not high quality at all. And um, 
we just watched the news and as as classes um so that was right after the first tower was struck so before the second tower was ever hit we um were watching the news so we saw the second tower be hit we changed classes we went to our other classes and it was the same thing like we just watched the news for the rest of the day um i vividly remember it and i think to me um it's so memorable because one of my really good friends at the time, um, she had just transferred. So I moved to Smithville in seventh grade. It was my first year there. Um, and I like hadn't made a lot of friends yet. Um, I went from a, like a vastly different cultural area, like the school I went to in Clarksville, Tennessee, and I'm like getting off track from 9-11, but I'm trying to put this into perspective. We The school I went to in Clarksville, Tennessee, it was a predominantly black school. There was maybe like 20 white students and I was one of them. So just like the way I talked, act, acted, um, the way I carried myself, all that was vastly different from like small town Tennessee. So it was culture shock moving there for me because there was like no black students in our whole school. Um, and I just had a hard time, like, make, I was kind of like the outcast, like, why, what is this girl doing with her life? Um, so I hadn't really made any friends yet, and there was another girl there, and she moved from Ohio, um, and so her and I kind of clicked, because we both were, like, just from different places, and we didn't really know a lot of people, um, and so I became very close with her, um, and when 9-11 happened, her dad was in the Pentagon, and so she was like in hysterics once we saw the Pentagon be hit. We saw the um, Pennsylvania plane, right? Pennsylvania, the other plane that went down. Yeah, I think it was someone in Pennsylvania. Um, and so <clears throat> she was like in hysterics and our school was on lockdown. So she couldn't reach out to her mom. There was a bunch of parents trying to come to the school to like sign their kids out. But the school was not letting any parents in to like check out their kids um so we could see the parents like outside in their cars like trying to get to their kids and the school was like no parents can come in the building um and obviously we didn't have cell phones this was in 2001 i'm like trying to think back to what year it was yeah 2001 so like we didn't have cell phones so literally the only way we could reach out was like if we went to the office and tried to use the office phone but, I mean, we were, like, in complete communications lockdown from the school. So, like, no phone calls in, no phone calls out. Um, and I think it just became so personal to me because she was, like, my dad is there. Like, he could be dead right now. Yeah. And we're trying – like, I was just talking to her. And um, it was a it was a rough go. But for the rest of that week, we had no academics. Like, we had to go to school. Um, like, we didn't do early release anything thing that day they released us at standard time but for the rest of the week all we did was like sit in class and watch the news that was it we it took i think the following week we finally started getting back into like a normal routine but um it it was a while before like as a school we were back to just like going to school to learn yeah it was a and obviously in seventh grade, how old was I? Like 11, 12? Probably no, I had to be 12. 11. Because I was 13 when I started my freshman year. So, so you yeah. were 11, 11, 12. Yeah. 
Um, but it was just, yeah. It'd be like Braylon, like Braylon's age because she's 11. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was nuts. Where are you at? Oh, uh, your senior year? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I was 17. I was, yeah, I was a senior in high school. Uh, so, towards the beginning of the year. Uh, all I remember is, so I remember that morning and the news of, of uh, the towers being struck. And I don't remember anything after after finding out. I can't remember no. anything that happened. I don't remember how the rest of the week went. I don't remember what I did for the rest of that day or how we reacted. I just remember seeing the news and then that's it. And, and I can't fucking remember for the life of me. But uh, that morning, so my senior year in high school, I would report to school late because um, I had all my credits done. And uh, aside from football, I had like two other classes that I had What's to the mandatory att- senior classes? Yeah, the the mandatory senior classes that I had to attend. Um, and then after the season was over, I only had one class. Um, but so I would go to school late. I would I had late arrival, so I wouldn't show up till like 8.30 or something like that. All right, and our classes started at 7.45 or something. Um, I can't remember the exact times. Anyways, so I was at home, and then my mom drove me to school whenever it was my time to go in. And it was all over the radio. It's like, oh, man, a, a plane just crashed into uh, one of the Twin Towers uh, in New York. And they were just talking about it, like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, uh, a plane crash was, was an accident. And I didn't think much of it, right? Uh, and then I went inside. And I didn't have a class to go to. Usually I went to the football locker room. Um but I was walking in the hallways in front of the library and I saw a bunch of people like gathering around the TVs. So I went in there and I, w- I was standing with them and the second tower had just been struck. And then that's when it was like, everybody was like, Oh man, we're, we're under attack. It's a terrorist attack and everything just started coming to light. And then after that, I went to the football locker room and like everybody was there and they were watching it in the football locker room. And then I don't remember shit after that. Yeah. Yeah. I I just remember like thinking, you know, as as we were watching the news and people were literally jumping out of the Twin Towers by like burning to death or knowing the possibility or whatever. I remember sitting in class thinking like, why are they having us watch this? Like, what are they getting out of having us kids watch this on the news? Yeah. Um, now, as an adult, looking back, I can wholeheartedly say, had they not, I would have a different perspective on it, right? Like, how dare you not, like, let us see what was happening? But at the time, I was like, what What the hell are we doing? Like, this can't be a thing that they just put on for seventh graders to, like, watch. Um, and... Yeah, I just remember it being uh, just somber. Like, just nobody was really talking because nobody knew, like, what to say or what to do. We were just watching it. And I remember that night, um, my dad came home from work early that day. Um, and that night, we, like, all congregated at our church. And it was, like, this this massive, like, um, 
prayer thing. And then I remember going back to school for the rest of the week and not doing work. But I don't really remember, like, the inner workings of everything that was happening, you know. Like, um, I remember my friend Angel, her dad was in the Pentagon. Like, she didn't come back to school for a little bit of time. Um, but I don't, like, she obviously couldn't go to where her dad was at. Um, yeah, it was just... One thing that really sticks out to me is I remember how rapidly conspiracy theory started. I mean, like, before the 9-11 day was over, the news was already, like, riddled with conspiracy theories. Um, and I remember thinking, like, why can't people just take a moment and, like, appreciate what they have around them? And I'm sure, like, my brain didn't verbalize it the way I can now as an adult, you know? Yeah. But I remember having those thoughts, like this is really what people are doing with their time. We just, all these people just died and now we're sitting here talking about freaking conspiracy theories. Um, but yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. And and that was a time before like the internet was a thing. What, yeah. I mean, the internet was a thing, but it was, it's not like it is today where that's just, where you go and you quickly look up news and get your information and, and uh, or you talk about everything like as, as accessible as it is now, like with social media and whatnot and, and pictures. Um, so yeah, very few people were like active on the message boards on, on the internet back then or, yeah. or, or Google and shit. I don't know if Google was a Ask thing Jeeves. by then. Ask Jeeves. Uh, there was Ask Jeeves. What was the other one? There's another one. I don't remember. Yahoo was getting big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. And I don't remember any of the conspiracy theories. Um, yeah. And I just like remember calling everybody. Like, um, I was really concerned. So my mom at the time lived in Clarksville, Tennessee, which for those of you who aren't familiar is where Fort Campbell is located out on the Tennessee side. Um, and so I knew the, um, the airborne unit, I can't think of the number one. Uh, the 82nd Airborne. Is that what it oh, is? Oh, no. no. Uh, the 101st. 101st Airborne is at Fort Campbell. And so I was very concerned for my mom because that community in Clarksville, which is where I was in school at before I moved to Smithfield to live with my dad, um, that community is so like prevalent on the military presence there. So I was thinking, like, that's such a huge base. Like, is my mom okay? The military has to be losing their minds right now. Um, and I just couldn't get in contact with her. Um, and I finally talked to her, like, late that evening. And she had just been at work. And, like, it wasn't a big deal, you know. But, well, it was a big deal. But it wasn't a big deal that I couldn't get in t contact with her. And then um, she just said, yeah, like, the military's, you know, like on the ready, you can't get close to the base. There's like a perimeter yeah. around the base, things like that. Um, but it was it was scary, a scary feeling. Yeah, I didn't see none of that. And, and obviously Fort Bliss is in El Paso, but like I didn't really see any of, of that activity or I didn't feel it. I wasn't paying attention to it. Like I wasn't watching the news constantly. Yeah. Um, Jimmy would always watch the news, but I don't I don't remember him saying much about what was going on. Like, it didn't even click with me. Like, even months after that, that's like, uh, United States is going to war. Yeah. Right? Because of this thing. Uh, I didn't actually realize 
that the U.S. was in a war until 2003 and fucking Iraq. Like, that was a big thing, right? And Afghanistan had kind of fallen off the map. And uh, at least in my mind, didn't really, like, come back into the picture until, like, 2010 time frame, I want to say. Because it was all about Iraq, Iraq, Iraq. And then Afghanistan was kind of, like, pushed to the side. Although we were in that war longer than, than anything else. Okay, we're back. We have to take a quick break for the kids. <laughs> uh, we were talking about 9-11 and like just where we were at and what, rem- what we remember from it. Um, probably the most significant event in the past 20 years. Yeah. Right. I think what really scared me about it all, and obviously like the whole thing was just scary because you'd never know. But what scared me was when the plane went down and like, very small town Pennsylvania I want to like I could be very wrong in this but I want to say it's something like Shanksville Pennsylvania um I would have to look it up again there's like a there is a 9-11 monument there which it is a gigantic wind chime um I've heard amazing things about it but I just I can't remember the town I want to say it's Shanksville Pennsylvania um but that made it like Oh man, if it can happen in a very small town, like it's very, it could be anywhere. Yeah, near Indian Lake and Shanksville. Yeah, like it could be anywhere. You know, it's not just like big New York City or um, where the Pentagon is. It could be in just the tiniest town somewhere. So it's uh, it was for sure a scary, a scary time for everybody. Yeah, it was. Oh man, that was crazy. Um. But okay, I think we can move on from it. Okay. Yeah, that was a rough time for everybody uh, when when that happened. And it changed the, the course of our nation. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So we hit on that. I also want to talk about, because you brought up this comment. Uh, so banned books in schools right is it public schools only or is it like libraries i don't know (laughs) so there are banned books uh i know there's books that are banned from school but i don't know if this is if it's just school or if it's libraries so i'm just gonna put out the business to like let people know while we're going this route uh so it is libraries where I grew up at has this Facebook page, which is essentially like the gossip page of the town. Well, somebody went on there today and like posted this big long rant about how their librarian issued an assignment that was to go to this website of books that had been banned from public school libraries and write a report on why that book was banned. And if you're asking why a librarian is handing out assignments, that's because library is a class. Yeah, so <laughs> where, like, for our kids, they one of their specials through the week, so they do, like, PE, music, art, library, PE. But when they go to library, they just check out books. So where I grew up, library is an actual class. Like, you go there, you learn things about books, you learn, like, the Dewey Decimal System and the different genres of books, and you actually had assignments and stuff. It was a class. It wasn't just like a go pick out a book. Well, um, in that class, they had to do this report. Well, this lady was on this whole ass rant about how um, 
librarians shouldn't issue this assignment because the books are banned for a reason and they're going behind the school district's back assigning this assignment or whatever. Well, anyways, I was laughing about it because I've never seen more misspelling and grammar errors in any post than I have in this post about public education assignments, right? Like, maybe we should work on your grammatical and spelling errors before you tell the school district how they should do their assignments. But that's neither here nor there. So we checked out this banned book list and there's a significant amount of books that A, I read while in school, or B, um, the reason they're banned are simply because some fucking Karen out there got upset that their kid was able to read this book. Um, And when I was looking at the list, I actually got kind of frustrated at the books that are banned. Uh, So I have the list here, and this is is an updated list of... And it's called the top 100 most banned and challenged books uh, from 2010 through 2019. And we won't go through the all entire hundred. Well, unless we can go through it quickly. Uh, but I'll just like list off some of the books. Um, a lot, of, a lot of these I've read as an adult, so I have a different perspective on them. I've read it as an adult uh, mostly because a lot of them are like, hey. Uh, top books you must read before yeah. you die so uh, i'll pick up those books some of them i've just seen the movies so that's all i have to go off of and i don't know the exact reasons that these books are banned but i can i have an idea and some of them might have like a i might have an understanding of why they would ban them but i don't think yeah they should uh or i don't know so my opinion is no book should be banned because it is a book. Either A, it's historical in nature, so the language in it is from the time that the book was written. And yes, it can be construed as, um, I don't know, like racist or um, going against culture. But at the time the book was written and the context of the book, like, that language is just what was used. That's the thing. Not everybody is going to take it for historical value. Yeah, or I, no, I get that. But I mean, like, like uh, who is the person who gives the blessing on like, okay, that book's too much. It's just one person says something and then everybody jumps on that yeah. bandwagon and it takes off from there. So like, okay, so I'll go down the list here. It, if you know it or have something to say about it, then just let me know. I, so I've probably read most of them too. So going from number one all the way down as far as we get. So the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian. I, I've never heard that book. I haven't either, but I saw it on every single list. It makes to, me want to read it. I'm going to read it. <laughs> Captain Underpants. It's it's a series. That's a, We have those kids for the, or we have those books for the kids. Yeah. Like they so love those books. I've it, never read one. So maybe it has like all this inappropriate shit. No, it? it doesn't. So the context, so the website that the librarian posted, these kids had to go look at. I went to the website because why? I'm obviously going to do my own homework before I go on Facebook and rant about whatever. And it's from Smithville. So I wasn't like that concerned about it. So I go to the website and I'm looking at it. Captain Underpants is banned because the cover has partial nudity. (laughs) It is a cartoon in underwear. Oh, that settles that. And that's literally why the book is banned. That's so fucking stupid. Uh, The next one is 13 Reasons Why. So I've never read the book. I've 
you, you, you seen watch some of the show. You watch the Netflix series. I've seen some of it, and just based off of that, I can see why they would ban it from schools. But um, I could see the the lesson learned in in that. Yeah. So I will say the Netflix series. I did watch the first season, um, and I started the second season. I didn't get far in it. I think the Netflix series went too far. Like, not too far in... Um, if you haven't seen 13 Reasons Why, hit skip for or one minute because I'm going to like spoiler alert. But the series is essentially about suicide and how um, it affects every single person that it touches. Yeah. And the Netflix series visually shows a suicide being committed. Like, no holds barred, not like... It's, it like cut screens, like it shows it happening. And I thought that was too much. But I'm the same way with you. And like, do I think a 10 year old should be able to pick up 13 Reasons Why and read it? Probably not, right? But my perspective on that also is as a parent, I should know what's in my kid's backpack. As a parent, I should know what my 10 year old is reading. Yeah. And if my 10 year old brings home 13 Reasons Why, as a parent, I should be like, hey, you're not ready to read that book. Um, the same way if I had a 10th grader, a sophomore in high school, go check out 50 shades of gray. I'm probably going to be like, pump the damn brakes, right? Like you're not ready, but I also don't want to stifle. Okay. Like 50 shades of gray. I'm going to stifle learning, right? Like you're not fucking reading that book. I was a grown ass adult and still thought it got a little That's number touchy. eight on the list. Um, but I do think that when you tell kids like you can't read these books, it intrigues their interest, right? Like you're a 37 year old man and the number one book, you're like, I'm going to read that as soon as we're done here. Yes. Right? Um, but I just, if there's a reason behind it, that makes sense. And just to say like, Hey, it's going to convince a student to commit suicide. So we're not going to allow them to read this book. In my opinion, that's not a good reason to take the book off the shelf. Yeah. Um, the next one is Looking for Alaska. I don't know what that is. Uh, I haven't ever. Uh, next one is George. Not sure. Like the monkey? No, just George. Who wrote it? Alex Gino. Never heard of know. it. I'll look these books up later, and I'll probably pick up a lot of them. Uh, number six, Entangle Makes Three. Don't mm -hmm. know. Number seven is Drama. Don't know. Uh, number eight is Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, I can see it. Bullshit. <laughs> no, like, I get your perspective on the book. Um, but I will argue with pretty much everyone. If you haven't read the book, you don't get the perspective. Is there sex in the book? Yes. Is there a lot of sex in the book? Yes. But the underlying story of the book, I found very intriguing. So... The sex scenes, they're so sporadic. Like, the whole book isn't, like, a hundred straight pages of sex. There's, like, an entire story going on behind the scenes. Um, and I always think, like, do I think a high schooler should read Fifty Shades of Grey? Probably not, right? Like, that's probably not a good um, audience for that book. But at the same time... I think if there's an underlying story about like 
Okay, another spoiler alert for Fifty Shades of Grey for those of you who have not read or seen the movies. Um, the guy was like wildly abused during his entire childhood and then one of his mom's friends like at a young age, 14 or 15, introduced him to the BDSM lifestyle and that's all he ever knew about sex because he was physically abused and so his whole life was just trying to like figure out what is a healthy relationship with women um and I think there are a lot of people out there who are probably in those same instances and not saying like that book is for them but that it does show the underlying story behind it other than just three books of straight sex because that's not what it is even though that's what it's portrayed as by the widestream media I don't know Holly's opinion you still think it's a porn book? We'll, we'll move on. I, I do think it's a porn book. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, number nine, Internet Girls. It's a series. I don't know. Uh, number 10 is The Bluest Eye. Number 11, The Kite Runner. So this book is in my queue, and, but I don't you know. You actually have it, don't you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's about. Um, I think but it's one of the Aaron like, introduced you to that, huh? Uh, yeah, she mentioned it, but I had I had it before that. Because it was on the list of like one of the books that you must read. Uh, so I have it. Uh, and then number 12 is The Hunger Games. I love The Hunger Games trilogy. Uh, I don't... I guess the only the only reason I can think of, of why it would be banned is because there's killing in it. Right? And yeah. I mean, you gotta think it's like... It's kids killing kids. You gotta think when you're looking at that, it's like... Is there profanity in the book? That could be a reason. I don't think there was any profanity. <laughs> There's definitely profanity in the book. Is, is there? Their nudity introduced, um, murder. <laughs> and the way my brain wraps around it is like where I grew up is the Bible Belt. Like, does in this book are any of the Ten Commandments <laughs> committed? And if they are, it's probably like gonna go against the public school system there because it's in the Bible Belt, right? Um, but, yeah, the Hunger Games, I mean, my youngest kid is six years old, and she's seen all the Hunger Games movies, so I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, well, but I mean, even the movies, they're pretty tame. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, they don't, there's not, like, gore or anything like that. Yeah. Uh. All right, 13, I Am Jazz. 14. I think Braylon read that. I am jazz. I think so. I don't know. Uh, fourteen. The perks of being a wallflower. 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 Yes, that's a good book. Sounds familiar. Number fifteen. To kill a mockingbird. This is the only book I remember reading, in in school. Yeah. And oh, and The Shining. And I freaking love this book. Uh, I seen the movie too, and even though it's in black and white, it's still a really good movie. Um. I mean, I can see it. Like, I understand. But the time that, that book was written, yeah, the era, the the audience that it's trying... Well, not the audience, but the characters it's trying to portray, that book is just written that way for a reason. Like, you have to look back at the era that it's trying to portray that happening in and... Just because there are words in there that you don't like or 
or the times where something you find offensive, I don't think that the book itself was written to like offend someone in 2021, right? It was just portraying an event that happened in that time. And I don't know. I think it's a really good book. I would not be upset if my kids decided to read that book. Yeah. It's just hard with a lot of these books that do uh, cross that line, I guess. Yeah. It's like, um, even if it is something that, that that happened in the past or that's how it was in the past, a lot of people are not going to see it like that. And especially in today's culture where yeah. everybody's so damn sensitive about everything. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I remember it like, I want to say that was one of the mandatory reads that I had in high school. Yeah, it, it was for me. Yeah. Um, like that one and The Shining are the only ones so, that I remember reading. Mandatory reads in high school for me: To Kill a Mockingbird, Bird, uh, The Scarlet Letter, um, Animal Farm. Uh, I don't know, like all books that are probably on that list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I'll go down. I'll start skipping stuff. Number 17, The Glass Castle. I haven't read that book, but I've seen the movie. And it's a fucking trip. And it's it's sad, really, because it's, uh, it's about a girl who uh, chronicles her life with a, a father that's an alcoholic. Like, deep mm. into alcoholism. where To the point where they were homeless as a family. And, uh, like, I think there were three girls or something like that. And then one at a time, they started leaving the house. Yeah. And then, like, one of the sisters felt guilty because they left them. Be- they left their sisters behind with the dad who was just batshit crazy because of being an alcoholic. It was nuts. It was sad. I, we still- have, like, a couple copies of the book. Yeah, I need to I'm read it. I'm still going to read it. Uh, all right, let's keep going down this list. Scary Stories is number 24. Have you ever read that? Mm-mm. I never read it either. Uh, Monica loved that freaking book. And it has like, the cover has that skull with a pipe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. She would read it. I've all never heard f- of it. It's, it doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah. Well, it's a, I guess it's a series, but the only one I remember is that book that Monica had. And she would read it all the fucking time. And she was like in middle school, yeah. going into high school. Uh, number 26, A Brave New World. I listened to the audio book and uh, I didn't I didn't like that book. Was it like something that would, should be banned from school though? Nah. Like, uh, your perspective? I don't think a lot of these I don't think they should be banned. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that book. I just didn't like it at all. Uh, number twenty eight of Mice and Men. This is. Have you have you ever seen the movie? I haven't, and I have never read the book. I've never seen. I the know mo- it's a band. That's about as far as I get yeah. with that. Yeah, I've never seen the movie. I read the book though, and it was pretty sad. Um, what's the gist? So there's like rape involved in it. I thought it and, was a Holocaust and book. murder. No, no, no. So it's like I want to say it's like 1920s, 1930s time frame, somewhere around there. And these dudes just uh, they end up finding work on this farm and. One of them's like not all there. He's yeah. he's mentally challenged, um, but he's like really big and strong. And he ends up killing. Uh, he ends up killing the daughter of of the uh, of the person that owns the ranch, 
and so everybody that works there ends up chasing this dude to to kill him and the buddy that he was with like finds him first and he's like it's all right i'm gonna I'm keep you safe and then he he shoots him in the back of his head oh man it's just like it's weird because it's he it's getting justice for the the daughter of the, the rancher family, yeah. but uh he feels like he's kind of he feels like he's betraying him at the same time he's putting him out of his misery yeah it's it's weird it's a hard yeah that's yeah. that sounds like a good book though yeah it was really good and it, it's a short read uh, the Adventures of Huck- Huckleberry Finn. I never read this, but uh, I know like the N word gets thrown around quite a bit in there, and I would imagine that's probably one of one of the reasons, and not the main reason, why the book got banned. And I I can see that, like what? Yeah, I mean, what if like, you're in class and you're doing this fucking? Hey, we're gonna read out loud today. Yeah, I mean. I do see it. Like, I don't ever want my children to think that that's an okay word to use, you know. Um, but at the same time, it when you're reading books from that time, the word's going to be there, you yeah. know. Um, and I don't want to tell my children, you know, you can't read any books that are about this entire space and time because that word may be present right but when you put it into into uh like the school system well if it's like a mandatory read right like i think there's a difference in a book being available in a library and a teacher saying we're going to read this as a class yeah like i was in freaking 10th grade and we had to read scarlet letter as a class uh that's probably not a good look (laughs) ma'am but that there it was you know we were doing it and so i don't know yeah uh and i would imagine a lot of these books that are getting banned are for that reason it's because for one it's it's making people uncomfortable and just so not to deal with it it's like all right we're just getting rid of the book um and i'm sure people fought and they're like hey well you can justify reading this book because of this value that's added to to the students. I'm still a huge proponent of like, as teachers, they should be able to teach and not dictate the level of learning based on people's opinions. But on the flip side of that, I think as a parent, you should be very well versed and aware of what your child is doing. Yeah. I don't know. That's my own personal opinion. Like, I know a lot of parents don't go through their kids' backpacks, don't, like, know what's going on in their education, don't know what's going on, like, what books they're reading. Um, And, like, people can say whatever they want about me as a parent, but I'm very much so the one who does does know all those things. Yeah. So. Uh, Number 46, Goosebumps. I loved Goosebumps. Yeah, it was like a whole section when I was yeah. in school, like at the library, like a display, you know. <laughs> um, but there is death in Goosebumps, um, witchcraft and wiz- wizardry. Yeah, all that uh, stuff. Yeah, I don't know. That's annoying that that's banned. Uh, the Catcher in the Rye, number 49. Um, the only thing I can remember about like this book being a bad thing is that there was like there were multiple serial killers um that were caught uh 
and it was later found out like this book kind of uh inspired igni- him. ignited that yeah 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 it inspired that well not inspired it like it was what pushed them over the edge to like go ahead and and go through with these killings or something like that uh yeah i don't know i think that's a good book and i think it has educational value holly's opinion uh, 55, extremely loud and incre- incredibly close. I saw this movie and it was really sad, but it's about 9-11. Um, I haven't read it or seen it. Um, yeah, and it's, it's pretty much, uh, it was about a kid and his mother and how they, like how they live life after the whole, the whole, it, that happening because, uh, his dad was a girl, boy, boy. His dad was in the towers, and like he called at when yeah. it was happening. Oh man, that's scary. Uh, let's see, The Giver. I've heard this is a really good book. I've never, I've never read it though. Braylon has it. it on her shelf in the room. Yeah, The Giver. Uh, Anne Frank. So the Diary of Anne Frank. Yeah, uh, Anne Frank, Diary of a Young Girl. Yeah. Um. So at this point, everybody should know who Anne Frank is, and if you don't, well. She was a teenager uh, who was in hiding during the Holocaust and when all that was happening. Um, ultimately, she got caught with her family and they executed her. Um, and the, this book is she, all her journal entries for, I think it was like two or three years that they were in yeah. hiding. Uh, up until the very last moment when th- they came and took her away. Uh, and it was fucking sad. I read this book this year for the first time ever and um it's so weird because you see like the transition from where she's just like thinking like a little kid to where she's thinking more like a grown adult but at the same time is like completely naive to to everything going on around yeah what like she knows what's happening but uh it's like the thought is there it's like we're not going to get caught or we're going to be all right. I can't wait until all this is over, but you still have that fear of getting caught. Yeah. If that makes any sense. And then, but they carry on through daily life just like anybody else. And she has the same like, Oh, am I liking boys? I hate my parents. And she goes through all those phases in like this two year span. I know when you were reading it, we were going somewhere and it was in your truck and I like started reading maybe like the first chapter. Uh, we have this back and forth of like where you'll start reading a book. I'll pick it up to like see what it's about. Um, but I just read much faster than you. So if I start reading the same book as you, we'll get into the this weird spot where we're at the same place in the book. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't continue reading, but I probably read like three, the first two or three chapters um and i would like to read it one day but it it's a sad book like you have to yeah i i absolutely see the value added but i really struggle to um read books or watch movies that center around the holocaust yeah it it's tough and man but it's uh it is a book that you can take a lot away from um, and definitely should be read. I don't. I don't think this should be a banned book. Um, it's like hiding history when you're banning this book. Yeah. Like this is a real piece of history. Um, and at the end of the book, when they tell you everything that's going on, it's like 
or like everything that happens after they get caught, it's just like, oh man, it's heart wrenching. Like you want them to make it out alive, of course, and you want there to be a happy ending, but it's just not. Yeah. It's not a happy ending. It's like it's reality uh, at its worst. And um, man, I forgot what I was gonna say. But I want to read like, I, and I think you have the copy of it. I know there's two versions of this book. So I know it was published and her dad picked and chose. I don't know how you would say that. Pick and chose the entries that he would allow in the book. Yeah. Taking out some entries. Um, but for those of you who don't know who Anne Frank are, I imagine all of you do. She has like an entire museum dedicated to her. All of her original journal entries are in that museum. You can go read them. They are written in a different language. You can see the translation of them. But um, the the actual journal entries, I want to read the one where they're not filtered or like taken out. I think that's that, the one that's, that you have. That's what this one is. It's yeah. The, yeah, it's the unedited version or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, it has everything. Um Oh, she would be, or she's the same age, was the same age as Martin Luther King. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah, uh, it's... But yeah, if you haven't read Anne Frank, go and do yourself a favor and do that. And everybody talks about it. It's like, oh yeah, we read this in high school and I don't ever remember seeing it. And I finally got around to reading it this year. And man... You went through that book fast. Uh, you read it quick. Yeah, it's... It's so bad. I did, and I'm glad I read it now because if I were to read it, let's say ten years ago, like I'm it. not that person that I was ten years ago, and I yeah I don't think I would have appreciated it, and it would it it wouldn't have hit me like it did when I read it this year. Yeah. Uh, I need to read it. Yeah. I want to read this book. Go to fuck to sleep. <laughs> this one's number sixty nine. Uh, uh, but it's it's a parenting book. If it if this is the one they're talking about, but it's supposed to be really good. Uh, oh, I've never heard of it. Uh, number seventy nine, nineteen seventy four or nineteen eighty four, by George Orwell. You just read that? Yeah, I read it. It was two years ago when I read it. Same diff. And I struggled to get through that book. Um, but what's scary is like that's kind of the direction that. Our, our, uh, our lifestyle is going to. Yeah, right? I've just, never read the book. Just so. constantly being monitored, you know. I mean, maybe I read it like when I was a teenager, but it's not something that stands out to me. Sorry, I didn't mean to do it. What did you just hit? Uh, my phone hit the microphone. Oh. Um, it's not something that stands out to me. That's like a remind. Like it just jogs my memory about the book. So if I read yeah. it, it was one of those mandatory reads where I literally just read enough to write my book report and moved on. Yeah. I read it because it was one of those like, hey, it's it's a classic, and this is one of those you must read before you die. So I uh, I picked it up and I read it. It it was a struggle to get through. I just didn't like the way the way George Orwell writes, um, but I got the message. Yeah. And and it's scary because when you're reading through it, you're like, fuck, that's kind of like what's happening now, or it's the beginning. Um, and it kind of sucks because you can see that you're not you're going you're going down a scary path yeah. 
Yeah. But you want to, but you say to yourself, ah, oh, it's going to be all right. Like that's not going to happen. And then until it happens. Yeah. And in this case, it's like constantly being under, uh, or constantly being monitored to the point where like you're no longer free at all um er, your every move is being dictated and and there's no free thought nothing right um yeah i was gonna tie it back to another one another holocaust book that i read i think it was last year uh it's called night and it's oh i read that one yeah it's when and that one's when uh so the germans come through this uh, what is it austrian town I don't know, this small, one of the neighboring countries, they come through the town. All the people were like, uh, yeah, the Germans are going to come, but it's not going to be a big deal. Nothing's going to happen to us. And, well, I mean, they end up, the Germans roll through town. They treated them nice at first, and then they rolled them up and took it to a concentration camp. And everybody there, they had the chance to leave to to try and get away, and everybody just stayed. It's like, well, well all my possessions are here, and oh, nothing bad's going to happen. You know, it's not going to be that bad, right? Yeah. Like, it'll be fine. Even when they see it start to happen, they're like, oh, they're not going to do it to our house, yeah. or they're not going to like... It's just they're in denial, they're in denial, they're in denial, and then boom, concentration camp. Yeah. And that's kind of how 1984 was. And the, or that's kind of like, I feel like the situation we're in. It's like we're in denial about like, we have our phones, we have we have social media, we have all this shit. And it's like, oh, you know, it's not that bad, whatever. Like, I can't live without this, so it's okay. And then at what point are we like slaves to this shit? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I said that right. I don't know if I'm getting my point across, but whatever. No, it makes sense. Um... <coughs> Number 84 is Ender's Game, which is a fucking awesome book, and I loved it. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, and not one that, like, I would... If it's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. It's not one that I would typically read. Um, Somebody recommended it. I don't remember. But I read it. Um, I mean, it's completely fiction, so I don't understand why... I don't know. I think because it has to deal with kids. So pretty much sending kids to war or preparing them for war. Yeah. Um, And then if you read the book at the end of the book, you realize there's... Spoiler alert. Yeah. It's it's sacrifice. You're sacrificing nearly an entire army or or squadron or whatever it is um, for the sake of winning a war. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how true this is, how true this is, and I've never bothered to look it up. I just like took this dude's word for it, but he told me, because uh, it was when I was reading it. Or no, he's the one that recommended Ender's Game, because he found out that I was a reader. But he was like, Ender's Game is a book that's, um, it's uh, it's required reading for Marine Corps officers, because of what you can learn from it. What you can learn from that book, uh, from a tactical perspective. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I don't know if that's factual, but I can see it. Yeah, I I don't know if that's true. Um, and I'm about to look it up. Um, Internet at your fingertips. Yeah. Uh, but there's uh, all these other books. I don't. And that one was number what was it? Nine eighty something. Number eighty four. The rest of the books I've never heard of. The Walking Dead's on there, the series, but I can see why 
you would ban that, man, because it's yeah. But I mean, there are books like the the big ones, like the Harry Potter books, the Twilight. So Harry Potter's not on this list. Oh, here's another one I was gonna mention. Um, I know why the cage bird sings. I just read this one. I think it was last year by Maya Maya Angelou. Yeah. And man, she had a rough life. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was like real. So I don't know. Like if it's something that actually happened and you can learn from it, you shouldn't ban it. In my opinion. Yeah, but that's not like the perspective people are taking when they're arguing the books, you know? Yeah. But that was, it was kind of like her life story growing up and it was pretty sad because she was raped and had a baby at a young age and she was treated like shit and oh man have you read um animal farm yes that one's not on here either i thought that was a weird book that like i thought it was weird that we read it in eighth grade just because it's like now as an adult looking back and i haven't read it as an adult but looking back and remembering what i remember from that book it's like Little 12-year-old me can't garner those concepts and the lessons learned from that book. You know what I mean? Like, as an adult, I can understand those because I know more. But, like, as a child, I was like, why the hell am I reading this book? You know what I mean? Just... um, In eighth grade, yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, but... But, I mean, like, I get it now, but I just... You can't appreciate it. But it's the same thing with, like, the Harry Potter series or the Twilight series, right? Like, there's no factual basis to those books. They are simply for entertainment. And I think Harry Potter is, like, one of the highest grossing series ever. Um, And I remember being in middle school and high school when those books came out. And my parents were adamant and i'm talking adamant that i not read those books like they were the devil's books right (laughs) um and and i just i never really like thought much about it because i wasn't interested in them and then probably when a few years ago so maybe three years ago yeah i actually read all the books and watched all the movies and they're great books like they're really good. The writing is good. Um, like, from a literature standpoint, it's not like teaching you these crazy lesson, like life lessons, you know, but it does have concepts that you can, like, take away from the book, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but now as an adult, like, sitting here with my kids, I find it annoying that my parents wouldn't let me read those books. And now that it's 2021 and it's still on a damn banned list that you can't read, you know. So it's one of the challenge books. I don't think it's it's, it's It was on the banned list on this Facebook page, the one that the kids uh, had to go pick the books so from. So in 2018, it was one of the – 2018? No, 2019. It was one of the most – there was a top ten list and it was one of the most uh, challenge books. Reasons – it has here banned and forbidden from discussion for referring to magic and witchcraft, for containing actual curses and spells, and for characters that use nefarious means to attain goals. Oh my goodness! Yeah, 
Like, uh, that's ridiculous. But the same thing, like, A Wrinkle in Time, that was on the challenged list yeah. for the other website. Um, and that was, like, the number one movie on Disney Plus for, like, a year straight. Yeah. Um, it's just, oh, man, it's like, know. that's almost like just being too sensitive. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird was this, was 2020, was on the list for 2020. And the reasons are banned a challenge for racial slurs and their negative effect on students featuring a white savior character and its perception of the black experience. And then Of Mice and Men was on there as well. Uh, and it has nothing to do with like killing or anything. It's banned and challenge for racial slurs and ra- racist stereotypes and their negative effect on students. Like uh, I get it. I get that racial slurs in today's community should not be used. I 100% am on board with that. Like, like I said earlier, I would never allow my children to use that kind of language however the book isn't portraying 2021 it's portraying the time that that happened and experiences so i don't think it's a stereotype to a race it is it is what happened in those times yeah so uh the same thing the help was it's a band book um and I thought I didn't read the book. I heard the book was even better than the movie, but I thought the movie was an amazing movie. Yeah, the movie was great. Um, and it's just shitty that it was like that back then. Yeah. Um, the Kite Runner in 2017 was so this critically acclaimed multi generational novel was challenged and banned because it includes sexual violence and was thought to lead to terrorism and promote Islam. Yeah, I don't. Um, One book that I thought, and I didn't finish reading the book. I just could not get into it. But I know you really liked the book, um, Educated. Oh, yeah, that was a fucking great book. It was on the ban list from schools. Because, yeah, Um, it's almost like Glass Castle. Yeah, and I mean... I, did, I could not make it through that book, and I tried. Like, I tried to read that book for months, but it was just not something that like was grabbing my interest. But nothing from what I read made me think like, oh, you know, kids probably shouldn't read this book. It's just, yeah, it's books like that. Um, it's similar to Glass Castle. Uh, what's the other one? Hillbilly. Elgy. Elgy. Elegy. Elegy. I don't know how you say that word. But they just came out of uh, terrible situations and became successful in their own right. Um, And those are stories that should be said. And the shit that they went through, that's probably like nobody nobody wants to experience that stuff, right? Yeah. But I I don't know. I I think in high school it would be uh, appropriate the word. I don't know. I mean, again, we can, like, all argue semantics on this, you know? Like, I think the whole concept of banned books is ridiculous. But, like, if 17-year-old me on May 23rd could not read this book, and then on May 24th, the day after my graduation, it's available to me, like, what does that time span garner me that makes me more ready to read that book? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And if I go get a public library card and I go down to the public library, I can check these books out with no issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if 
if I can get it at a public library and there's no age restriction on it, why should it be restricted in schools? Because the librarian isn't standing there saying you must take this book, you know. The library is a free reign for you to go in and choose the books that you want to read. So if you're going in there and you're like, hey, I'm going to find this book that's going to be offensive to somebody and I'm going to read that. Like, I don't think that's people's take on the book. Because I remember like logging on to those like old box computers and you would just put in like the topic that you wanted to read about, right? Like, I want to read about sports and they would like show you a list of sports books (laughs) and you would go over there and find the sports books or whatever. Um, Because... So a book that I find controversial, and I don't know if I find it controversial, but controversial for schools was there was this series, and at the time, it like was taken over the religious um, community by storm, and it was called the Left Behind series. Have you ever heard of that? No. Those books? So the books start, the first one is called Left Behind, and I think there's like six or seven books, and I read them all, and I checked them out from my school library. But the book is like everyone's just living their life and then people just come home and there's just like a pile of clothes and it's like the rapture had happened and then you just realize like you weren't taken to heaven. But like your mom is because her clothes are just there on the floor and her whole body's gone. And so all the books are like that. Like people are just trying to figure out how to live life when like all these people were taken to heaven and you weren't the one that got taken. And now looking back on it, I'm thinking like, why would you let me read that in school, you know? Um, But I mean, it was like widely popular. I've even seen like now a few TikToks that's like, I had this irrational fear of coming home and seeing piles of clothes. Like, if you know, you know, and the hashtags would be like hashtag left behind or whatever. And I remember reading it and it being a real fear of mine for a while, but like, those are the kind of books where I'm like, okay, like that can probably be controversial, you know, but I don't know. It's just, I know where I'm from and obviously like where you grow up differently, you, you just have different cultures, but where I'm from, like there is no Bible allowed in the library except the Holy Bible. So like, no Latter-day Saints, no Mormon, no Quran. Like, the only religious books you can get there can be based off the Bible. Um, and that's, in my opinion, more of a tailoring of what they want you to have yeah. by banning books that have educational value to them. Um, I don't know. It It's pretty frustrating. Like, a lot of these books, they're banned... The way I see it, or I saw it at first, was just being banned from books, but a lot of, or being banned from schools, but a lot of these books are being banned from libraries as well. Yeah. And I think that's fucked up. Like, okay, I, I get you have to filter what's being read in school uh, to a certain degree, but if you're not making it available to libraries, period, and that's the only way people are getting their books, that's fucked up. Like, that's, yeah. what is, is that censorship? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Like you should be, uh, you should be able to get the books book. that have been read it, <laughs> written, any book in a library. Yeah, um, I mean, I I agree. I just, I mean, are there books that the concept I find frustrating? Are there books that haven't been or have been taken off shelves completely, like you can't buy them or anything? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, 
I there was one book that I wanted to read and it got pulled. Um, let's see, books pulled from shelves. Captain Underpants is like the prevalent one here. Um, Ten books most likely to be pulled from library shelves in the U.S. This is from 2015. Um, the Bluest Eye. I kind of want to read that. The Part-Time mm-hmm. Indian one's on here again. Um, but I mean, like the one that overarching is To Kill a Mockingbird. I just don't understand that. But it is what it is. The Kite Runner's on here again. Um, I know 13 Reasons Why um, took like a, a negative turn once the series came out. Because it wasn't like a widely publicized book series until it came out, I guess. Um, but I mean, it really is just, it's almost like a symptomatic effect of something happens and this happens, you know, like there for a while. And this is pretty recent. Some stories came out that Dr. Seuss had like made racial slurs or like he was a racist and all of his books like stopped being sold in stores. Like Target took them off the shelves. Um, Walmart stopped selling them for a short period of time. Um, You couldn't get them on Amazon And it's like, why are we swinging the pendulum so far from, like, this being one of the best children's books that every child reads to we're completely taking these away from being options of books? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, But, yeah. It's tough. It's just, just... it's a culture. It's a culture thing, right, where uh, we're just trying to please everyone and you're never going to make everybody happy. Yeah. I, I get it. So I get it not introducing some books into school, but if you're just completely restricting people from or keeping them from being available, yeah. Then, oh man, I think that's fucked up. For sure, it should not be a thing. But what do I know? <laughs> All right, I think we could wrap it up there. We went pretty long. Uh, we went through that entire list. Well, we picked out books from that entire yeah. list. Um, and I don't know. I like the subject. Yes. Freaking books. I love it. Uh, read a book. All right, uh, but I think we wrap it up there. Until next week, we have a guest for next week. Yes. Yes. If um, if everything goes according to plan, uh, you got anything, babes? What's your number one recommended read? My number one recommended read, I'll go with my favorite book, The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm, that's a good one. Do it. Read it. It's a long book, but it it's awesome. Book. Look up books. It's overwhelming. Like, that book is a really good book, but when you just see the sheer volume of it, it immediately turns you off from the book. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I I got hooked to it. Like, I don't read fast, but I read that book super fast just because it was so, like, engaging. And um, I don't know. That story is just fucking awesome. Uh, But I would recommend everybody go to, like, the books you must read list. And just start pulling books from there. And some of them are super freaking boring. Some of them are hard to read. Like Dracula was really hard to read, but it was a good book. Frankenstein was really hard to read, but that was an amazing book. Uh, but yeah, just go ahead. Like, go look at those lists. I should come up with my own list. You should. Go take a look at those lists and uh, just, start, just start reading those books. Um, 
if you're yeah. a reader. All right. All right. That's all I have. Peace out, Cub Scouts. What's your number one recommended book? Oh, um, I don't really have a number one recommended book, I guess. Harry Potter and the and the Hunger Games. Harry Potter is a really good series to read. Um, if you have never read it, but you continue to give your opinion on it, I recommend that you read Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, <laughs> and then I'm trying to think of a book that like really just drew me in that I I read, but I can't. Nothing's like significantly standing out to me, and it's because I'm on the spot. Um, Ready Player One. Ready Player One was an also an amazing book, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll do a blog post on our Veilhouse podcast. Boom. That has uh, my top ten books, not my top ten, but ten books that I recommend that you guys read. Yeah. All right then. And then peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see y'all next week. Later. <laughs>